Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. The Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast is back. I am one half of your crew, Jason Perrone. You can also find me over at the Game on Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast, which is currently on a bit of a hiatus. And along with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, happy almost, you know, weekend. It's been a short week, although I guess every week's a short week for you. Every week's the same for me. All, yeah, the, all, the, all the days are beautiful days in your world. Um, so I, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, <laughs> something like that. Well, once again, somehow, I don't know how we, we benefited from a little bit of the news cycle. We were going to talk about our sentiments about the youth of the Packers roster and whether it was more exciting or not as exciting or more concerning. And then we woke up on, <laughs> on Wednesday and we found out a bunch of stuff, right? So Matt Schneidman of the athletic, of course, we're talking about the report that he posted that he, he spoke to Aaron Rodgers, and there was some more, discourse and conversation about how things went down way back in 2021 after the Packers had just come off a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game and how it seems more likely than not there were some rumors that floated around before this but now it seems more likely than not true that Rodgers through his agent David Dunn told the Packers at that time that they he wanted them to let either let the GM Brian Gutekunst go or trade Aaron Rodgers now obviously we know what the Packers response to that was they did neither they kept Aaron Rodgers, who went out and had two MVP seasons in a row. The Packers won 13 games both times. Well, one, and, one uh, MVP. He already was MVP. He, that's true. Yep. And then that last season, obviously, that did not go well. And now Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. But here he is still making news in Green Bay. So, Mark, we talked a ton about this before we started. So we already kind of know well, first, how. Let me, say, let me say kudos to the, to the writer, Matt. Forgetting, I mean, I, 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 you know, as a, someone who's done stories like, not quite like, but not Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I've done my, my share, you know, stories that were, made people say, whoa, I wonder, like he, obviously he called Rogers and asked him if he wanted to do this. And I wonder what his, cause you, every writer, when you're, when you're getting ready to do a story, you, you have an idea 
of what you're going to get and what you and what you want to write. So I wonder what what he thought he was going to get. And I also I wonder if he real if, if he thought Rogers would even do it. Right. I mean, Rogers could have said, "Hey, man, it's over. I don't want." Uh, obviously, he had a good relationship with Rogers in the short time because he only covered him. It's not like he goes way back with Rogers, right? Because the Athletics only been around a couple years. And Schneidman hasn't been covering the team for that long. So when you did yeah. this, when you did this, Mark, were you one that that typically tended like whether you thought it was going to work out or not? Did you put in, in the request to speak to the player you wanted to, no matter what you thought they would do? Yes. Smart. Yeah, you always. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll, all right, I'm, I'm going to break off for a second. The Eagles had a guy, Mike Mamola. He's the guy that invented the the combine in a sense. But he's the he blew, he's the first guy to really go wild at the combine and his, stock, his draft stock rose. He wasn't. I mean, people called him a bust because the Eagles traded up to get him, and he wasn't the great great player. But he was a good player. If if he if it wasn't for that combine, he'd have, anyway. He didn't talk to me. He he just didn't talk. But I went up to him every day in the locker room, and I'd say, Mike, you want to talk? And he never said no. He he'd say no. Nah. Okay. So I go to I go to next day. Mickey, you want to talk? Not today. Mm-hmm. Never said no. Never said no. I don't talk. He'd always say not today. Well, one day I went up to him and I said, like I always said, Mike, you want to talk? And he said, tomorrow. And I looked at him. I said, tomorrow. He said, yeah, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow. And he did. And he gave me an exclusive. Uh, no, I was the only person ever to, to talk to him and quote him. And it wasn't a great story, but it was. The only person that was, you know, it was better than anybody else had about him because he didn't talk to anybody else. But I just, I wore him down, I guess. And so he finally wanted, so do you remember, was it like newsworthy? Did something happen? Um, that wasn't like, I mean, it was the newsworthy part was him talking about people's, because he was, he was really vilified in Philly because it's Philly and they eat their own. But him talking about, yeah, you know, I didn't ask to get, to get picked where I got picked. They, you know, I didn't, I, I work hard. I do this. I do that. You know, people boo me and. It was so. It was like you know him finally answering his his his, his critics, I guess. And his yeah. numbers weren't bad. If you look him up, he he didn't have a bad career. He just didn't have a number eight pick in the draft career. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a little bit of AJ Hawk. Yep, that's that's fair. A, you know fifth overall, a fifth overall. I mean, he had a AJ Hawk had a good good career, but a fifth overall, you should be right. you should be getting a bust in Canton. You should be going to Pro Bowls at least, yes. right? But yeah, like, same with Momo. He didn't he didn't go to any Pro Bowls, but he was a good player. If he was the 29th pick. He would, or a second round pick, people would have said, "Yeah, he's a good player," but a, a, and and the Eagles moved up. Mm-hmm. Not only so, like not only did they take him, but whatever they moved, they gave up other assets to go up, and they took him over Warren Sapp. That was the big thing too. So, well, we all anyway. know, well we all know there's there's many instances of of teams trading up, and speaking of which here, so it, this whole That's thing right, good, this whole thing stuff. started when the Packers traded up in up 2020 to, to draft Jordan Love, and. So a lot of what's funny, a lot of this stuff's getting reported now and everyone's saying we already knew this. It's like, well, we didn't know for sure if it was true. It just seems like now we're getting more of confirmation that some of this stuff really did happen. Like Rogers being disenchanted with the Packers drafting love. He was apparently informed by David Dunn, said QB via text. He didn't hear from the team prior. Now, listen, that I will defend I will defend the Packers all day. You don't have to call your players. You're in a draft. You're in a very unique situation. I mean, it's very likely that the Packers just ended up selecting Jordan Love and and had to make the move that day. Do you have time to hit the pause button and call your quarterback and make sure the quarterback's aware right. of it? Like you just you just can't do that, right? I, I mean, I, yeah. Do you do that with every pick? I mean, no. You know, did they text Preston Smith this year and tell him that they took Lucas Van Ness? No. Of course not. No, they no. didn't. They didn't. And that I understand. That was my joke on 
my 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 joke this past draft when the in the fifth round when the Packers took um, the quarterback from Penn State, Sean Clifford. When they when they took Clifford, did they call up and tell him? No, of course not. I, I, I was joking because the fifth round pick, but yeah, I mean, I mean they. If you go back to to that draft, and I was I was talking to a good friend of mine about that today after the story came out, we were talking about the story, and I was I was not as shocked that they took love as a lot of people were because my friend and I, we were talking about this. We talked about love a lot that draft and would they do it? Would they do it? Because if you remember Gutenkunst in his draft, you know, interviews like that, you know, when he, when he does the press conference, like prior to the draft or even at the combine, whatever it was, he was asked about quarterback. And he, he said, if the guy we like is there, yeah, we may take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He said that mm-hmm. I never, I'll never forget him thinking so what he said. I was like, is he just, you know, because we didn't know him that well yet. You know, he was still new, kind of new to the jobs. So uh, is he blowing smoke or is he serious, you know? And then and then word got out that, the, I don't know if they brought Love in or whatever, but word got out that the quarterback that they liked was Jordan Love. So it wasn't, a, I, again, I wasn't totally stunned that they took Jordan Love. And at that point it was, and I'll, I'll take this, I don't, again, none of us know how Love's going to be, but I, it wasn't a bad pick. I don't care what I'll, and I don't care what anybody says. It was not a bad pick. He, they, the Rogers had been injured two years before the year, you know, the year before that, and then the year right before the draft, he played okay. He was, you know, that, that was McCarthy's last, or no, that was that was Lafleur's first season. They had just gotten, you know, trounced right. in the they, NFC yeah, Championship right. game. They did right, win thir- right. They did win thirteen games, but it bad. seemed he, he was injured one year. Mm-hmm. He was not good McCarthy's last year. And then he was better under Lafleur's first, but he wasn't MVP. He played okay. He he even says it when when in that McAfee thing. Yeah, I, I kind of managed the. I didn't know what I was in, in in that offense. Like I was kind of a game manager. You know, he he, he wasn't the. You know, and so it looked like, yeah, he has a couple years left. Maybe we better we better get a quarterback here. So I I didn't mind. I did not mind that now. And if that's if that was the motivation that he needed to get his game back on track and win two MVPs. Well, still worth was it. Certainly a good pick. Yeah. Still worth it. Still worth it. So as far as anything that came out on Wednesday, did it, did it, did anything change in your mind? Did it confirm anything you didn't already know? Or was this kind of just like, okay, I knew, I think I knew most of that. I knew most, but it, well, here's what it confirmed to me. Well, yeah, that, that Rogers. And I, again, I'm the guy that gave Rogers a benefit of the doubt. I wanted him. I thought it was time. I thought he should have been traded at, at this point. I didn't think he should have been traded, even though they would have got a lot more a year ago if, if he would have got, if they would have made the Russell Wilson trade to Denver. Certainly, they the, from the Packers draft standpoint, they would have gotten more than they got from the Jets this year. But I, you, I don't trade. You, it's hard to trade the MVP. Right. It's never <laughs> been done. It's like never you said. been done. Right. Never been done in any of the four major sports. It's never been done. But what I, I read this story and I don't like Aaron Rodgers as much as I used to. First of all, for him to be so he of him of all people, he was drafted when the team still had Brett Favre. So, you know, he should know. It. Listen, professional sports, while it's still while it's a game that you play, is a major business. It's a business. It's and teams have to treat it as such. So the, a, a good it was a good business decision by the Green Bay Packers to get a young quarterback on the roster as their future Hall of Fame quarterback was aging and. You know, not playing as well as he had in the past. Now he did pick it up, and he had two MVP seasons. But when they drafted Love, that wasn't the case. Now, you know, he says in in, in the story, well, you know, we 
it says the Packers, this is the, the story saying, now the Packers knew Rodgers wouldn't be happy about the selection. And to protect the relationship between him and head coach Matt LaFleur, they told him the decision to draft Love was strictly the, 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 the general managers. Quote from Rodgers, I had friends who said, hey, Matt looked super excited when they made the pick. Rodgers said, and I said, I don't care, honestly. Like, they made the pick. They all signed off on it. Well, you know, again, it was a it was a business decision. And he should know that because it was a business decision when they drafted him. Some people are going to some people are going to say, well, this, you know, it's a different era, different time. The situation's different. You have to understand the emotions and the ego of these athletes and all that kind of stuff. But it comes back to what you just said. I just I have a hard time getting past the fact that you just went through this yourself 15 years ago. And the Packers faithful were not kind to you when you walked into into training camp no. at all. I mean, you 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 had the worst of the worst of it. I mean, the, the Packers are, are fans are a lot more accepting. I think of Jordan Love, and you know things have changed now. Social media, there's all sorts of different factors and reasons why things are a little bit different now. But it just looks vapid to me. It's just I I I can understand players constantly having to fight for what they are you know what they're contracted for. Teams can terminate contracts. They don't have to pay it out. All that kind of stuff. The Packers did the opposite. They paid him a boatload of money, gave him a huge extension, which they had to because he was two-time MVP. They had to optically make him look like he was wanted to be a part of their future. Now, what's the other interesting part of this whole thing that, that Schneidman talked about, too, was that the Packers said in the, in the exit interviews after the Detroit loss, which was bad, the season was not mm. good, right? We want you back. And Rodgers said something changed. When he came out of his, right before he went into the, the darkness retreat, he found out that they were shopping him to other teams. And that's right. when it was like, okay, we're, we're done here. And Rodgers basically at that point was like, you, David Dunn, you talk to the Packers. I don't need to talk to, to Brian Gutekunst. Hence why you might be hearing stories about why Rodgers was not available via phone. I don't know. That could be, like you said, you know, the whole FaceTime thing. If your phone doesn't work, your Wi-Fi is oh, not going to work. You that, know, see, yeah. That bothered Let me just say that bothered me, by the way. When he said it at the Jets press conference about the FaceTime, I think that's when he said it, right? Wasn't it during the, at his Jets press conference? I think conference? you're right. Yep. I thought he was joking. I really <laughs> thought he's messing with them. He's messing with people here and, and said, you know, that he could have FaceTime. Listen, if your phone don't work, your phone don't work. Right. FaceTime ain't going to work either. Yeah. <laughs> he should have said, you could have texted me. Because sometimes you can get a text if you if you have bad reception. You still get a text. To FaceTime, that that's just, it's, that's. I, I I lost a little bit for him when he when he when he when he held the ground on that. People people who know me know I only got one bar in my house. Well, you're not going to get FaceTime in either. Mm-hmm. And just be honest. I mean, just you know, you didn't you didn't want to talk to him, which is fine. I mean, that's why you have an agent. Right. Yeah. Again, well, how about this quote too? Here's here's another one. So so and remember when Rogers had the press conference and he he had you know his, he, the, this is what Matt's talking about now in the story. After the first practice of camp, Rogers aired his grievances saying he wanted to see changes to the organization's communication and culture. According to Rogers, the communication between him and Gutenkunst improved somewhat. Parentheses, quote, it still wasn't anywhere near what I've already enjoyed here with the Jets in just a few short weeks. Well, what the hell have they done in two weeks? This, this, is, what, this is the score next. Yeah, they signed your buddies. This is the whole score next thing, and I'm, I'm not having it. I don't care. This is where I'm like, look, you're a former Packer. I don't care. I don't even care. You're a Jet. Go be a Jet. You need to be a Jet. It's what I texted to you. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. needs to be a Jet. Just be a and Jet. I, and, and what did I text you back? 
Go focus. <laughs> he needs he needs to host Jeopardy. He yes, needed to stay. He, he needed to Jeopardy. stay out and host the TV show. Hey, which you know to be fair, he did a pretty good job that yeah, week that he was fine. in there. He did, he didn't do it. Didn't do a bad job. But then you know you're going to have to watch him five days a week because that's one of your shows, right? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and I would have. I would. I, again, I'll take it to my grave if they beat Tampa. If he doesn't choke and they beat Tampa. And yes, I said he choked because he did. Yes, Kevin King had a bag, got beat on the Hail Mary, and there was other reasons. But the MVP, the guy making all the money, had the ball three times in the fourth quarter and put up three points. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's a fact. Yeah, no, had not the good. Ball, couldn't get him in. Couldn't get him in the end zone. That I'll still never, I'll never forget the the, the run on third down when he he could have run and it, it, would he have scored? I maybe not, but he would have gotten inside the. He would have gotten into the. Uh, to the two at the back, two or three easily, and he throws a bad, terrible pass incomplete. You know, he no, he choked in that game. Yeah, but I still believe if they beat Tampa, they would have beaten Kansas City because Kansas City was just banged up at that. I mean, Tampa blew them out. I don't think I don't know if Green Bay would have blew them out the way Tampa did, but they would have beaten them because mm-hmm. Kansas City was just their offensive line was a mess that that day. And so they would have won the Super Bowl. I think he would have walked away. I really believe it. I believe it. I believe it. He'd have walked away. And would he have been the Jeopardy host? I don't know, but he would have he would have been doing something else. And we'd be sitting here talking about either Jordan Love or whoever the new quarterback of the Packers is already right, right. now. So I, I just Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I I just again, it's this just comes down to there's there's so much that Rodgers has already been through, and, the, and it's not like the there was mistakes made on both sides, but it's not like the Packers completely didn't didn't take care of him. They tried. I mean, I'm sure they made some mistakes. Gutekunst made mistakes. Rodgers made mistakes. They paid him. He got the money. They ended up giving him that kind of stuff. They they brought in Cobb. They kept Mercedes Lewis. I know Devontae Adams left, and, and Rodgers had something to say about that, too, which was misguided. Which was wrong. There's another thing he got all wrong. And this, yeah, let me get to that. Oh, oh he, he also praises Russ, Russ Ball, which is kind of a way of not praising Brian Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst, right. On a recent – all right, so, you know, Adams was on that I Am Athlete podcast yes. and talked about how the Packers, you know, the offer they made him – before the 2021 season was less than 20 million annually. All right. Well, again, I'm not. I don't want to be the Packer apologist here, but that was their first offer. Your first, as you know, in any negotiation, your first, your first offer when you're buying a car, <laughs> no matter what you're doing, your the first offer is never the best offer, right? I right. mean, that's just the way it is. But also, that was if they offered him less than 25. So they offered him 18 million. At that point, 18 million was a lot for a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Other than that, DeAndre Hopkins, who was a, the Cardinals, just did a stupid deal. And Shocker. now they wound up cutting him because the Cardinals are the worst organization in the NFL now. Rodgers getting, you know, that, was a, that was, wasn't a terrible offer. It was after that, it was that offseason that the wide receiver market blew up. Christian Kirk. So here's, but here's, here's Rodgers' quote. They offered him less money than Christian Kirk. And Adams is going, are you serious right now? I'm the best receiver in the league, and you're going to offer me less than Christian Kirk? With all due respect, he's not on Devontae's level. Now, wait a minute. Christian Kirk didn't get that money till well after that. Christian Kirk was became a free agent the following offseason and signed with Jaguars. Signed? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville for $18 million. And that's and that and that set the stage for auto receiver money getting blown up. They're not I mean that helped. That that helped push it along. When if Kirk because other you know, but no. So Rodgers is he, again. He, he's not lying, but he's taking he's taking facts and mixing them up. You right. know, I mean, it's just it's yeah. that bothered me too. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses, and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly, and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them, and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Yeah, well, it's con- it's convenience and all this all this stuff that Rodgers wants to say, and now he's got a, he's got a bunch of things to say on, on his way out of Green Bay. And again, yes, the Packers made I don't s- think- I don't know if the Packers. I mean, I know they originally eventually offered them the same, the same deal or better deal than the Raiders gave them. But I don't know if the Packers wanted to pay a lot of money to a wide receiver turning who's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I why? I mean, I think we know how the Packers. But the, the Packers don't think wide receiver is the most important position on the team. They just don't. I mean, they they, they don't, don't. But for a long time, they've drafted so well. Yeah. I guess they just. I guess they, they well, can scout. They, they they can scout the position well. But yeah. but yeah, they've but, never. But they don't pay. Right. They, they right. never paid a wide receiver a whole lot. When it comes time to pay them, they say, nah, well. And I think that's right because if you look at Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions, right? Other than Cooper Cup, a couple uh, two years ago, the best receiver, Devontae Adams, has never won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Never been to a Super Bowl. Went to the Raiders, put up big numbers, put up fantasy numbers. Team had a losing record. Mm-hmm. You know, Randy Moss never won a Super Bowl. T- Terrell Owens never won a Super Bowl. Right? Right. Did he? Did he win one in San Francisco? No. Nope. No, never won a Super Bowl. You know, had great. Got there with the Eagles, didn't win it. I'm going. You can go on and on. Great, what you know? You don't pay what. It just seems when when you pay what the Cardinals give the Andre Hopkins that great contract. How'd that work out? 
Well, and the, the Minnesota Vikings are about to, or did they already did they already sign Justin Jefferson? If not, they're about to. Not yet. They're they're about to drop a ton of money. They have to. But again, that that's that's going to tip the scales against them. I mean, they're already the Vikings, so the scales are tipped. But it just doesn't. It does not. It doesn't pan out. So it doesn't. New England. New England won a bunch of Super Bowls with like good, solid, marginally paid wide receivers because they had Brady. You know. Yeah, most Kansas, of those... Kansas City won. Kansas City let Tyreek Hill go the same way the Packers let Devontae Adams go for almost an identical trade and won the Super Bowl. Right. Tyreek Hill went to Miami. Miami made the playoffs and got beat. Yep. There you go. I mean, I can go on and on about what you know, great wide receivers that just and then teams winning with okay wide. You know, offensive line, quarterback, defense. That's that's the, the pass rushers, corners. Offensive linemen and quarterbacks. That's where you spend your money. So maybe this is a good opportunity. I mean, maybe it's a good time to pivot now because I mean, there isn't much else. I don't know what else there is to yeah, say about the whole Rodgers thing. But to our original question, which was, there's a lot of youth on this team, and so there's going to be a lot of change, a lot of inexperience now. So the question is, is is that excite you? Does it concern yes. you, or both? It, it excites me. I'm looking forward to this season. Concerned, yeah. I mean, you, I, but I was concerned when they, you know, I'm, there's always concern. I was concerned last year. The year before, the year you know, God, the one year I was concerned about special team because they were they were they were awful. Turned out that that um, concern was very valid. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, no, I'm excited. I'm, I want it. I, I I can't. You know, I've been a I've been a Jordan Love fan from the day they drafted. But before they I liked them. I didn't know who was going to draft. So I'm excited to see Jordan Love. Yeah, his team is they're they're young at wide receiver and they're young at tight end. But the offensive line, which I just said is is a, the more important part, is not really young. They're they're I mean, Zach Tom is a second-year guy, but other than that, you know, you got you got a veteran in Bakhtiari, you got a veteran in Elton Jenkins, John Runyon's. This is his fourth year. That's that's not young anymore. I mean, age-wise, he still is, but it's his fourth year. That's 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 prime. Mm-hmm. You know, Neiman, which it's his. I don't know. I guess it's only it's his fourth year, but he's been around. It seems like you know he's on practice squad for a couple of years mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, he's he's not inexperienced. No, so I mean, you know, and the running and Aaron Jones is certainly not. No, it's a very no. experienced back, you know. The backfield, the mm-hmm. offensive line, and the, and the defense is young, but it's also got Kenny Clark and Campbell and, and Russell Douglas and Jair Alexander and Rashawn Gary when he gets back. They're not, they're, they're all still relatively young, cause it, and I like that. that. I mean, there's nobody over 30 on this team, I don't think, right? On, on, on defense, I mean, I think a couple guys are exactly 30. I so, think Devondre Campbell turns 30, but he's, 30, that's, right. but they're, yeah, not other than that. So no. it is still young, but Preston it's not, Smith. it's experience. I mean, it, it's a, it's the defense's experience, offensive line, running back. So yeah, it's a young quarter, it's a young quarter and experienced quarterback with inexperienced wide receivers. But I, I kind of like that too, because they'll grow together. See, I, I do as well. I think, I think the inexperience really comes out of the pass catchers, the tight ends and the wide receivers, right. but the old habits, I mean, the, the, the way the season ended the last two years, you had the heave to Devontae, right? Now, Devontae's a great receiver, but, you know, he was double, triple teamed on that play, and Rodgers throws a, a YOLO ball. And then last season, he's he's trying to hit Watson, who is one of the younger receivers. He's trying to hit Watson down the sideline and just, again, throws it up there. And I think the, the exciting thing about younger players is that they're not going to be so ho-hum about being in these big games, being in the playoffs, being in... It's the attitude, it's the vibe, it's the, it's the energy that I think has been missing. You just... It's hard when you have veteran players, and maybe you saw this a little bit in Philly too, where, yeah, they're veterans, and like they show up and they can play great games and be great teams, but... You know, you just, you know, you get to Wednesday or Thursday and they're like, yeah, we got a game on Sunday. And like, yeah, we got to go through. And they're just, they're so used to the rigors and they're like, okay, here we are again. They're just programmed. They've been through it so many years. 
and it's it's just kind of like they're they're in the you know whatever whatever you want to call it of being in the regular season. Whereas I think some of these younger players, and especially while they're playing for their second contract, that's going to help a lot because they're going to be they're going to be playing their butts off. Whether they're going to play stay in Green Bay or they're going to get signed somewhere else, they're going to want to play well. I think there's the energy and the effort, and also as a result, the vibe in the locker room and the culture. I think can can get can get stronger now. I mean, it was okay, and I'm not going to sit here and say that that Rodgers was a soured culture because of Aaron Rodgers. But I think this could inject some really good new life into the team when you've got. And I don't know if you have any any good Eagles examples of of younger teams versus older teams, but I just I would imagine that that's probably a little bit of what it's like. Yeah, no, and I I like the fact that. Like you said, like, all right, and again, I don't, I don't want to keep ripping Rodgers because he, he's a great, great Hall of Fame quarterback, but it got to the point where, you know, like you said, he was he was thrown to Adams no matter what. And then he kind of, and he would, he had his favorites and he, and he had things in his head that he was going to do, you know, love, you know, love, you, you have Watson, Dobbs, the Reed kid who they drafted this year, you got Tory. They're all like they're, they're, I don't think Love's going to have Love's going to treat them all the same. I think, and and that's good. And I, and one will emerge, one or two will emerge. Watson probably, whoever is going to emerge as the better of the of, of the you know the they'll they'll, they'll they'll be a pecking order. But it, but it won't be a it won't be as as top heavy as it was as it was. I think you know what I'm saying like so this offense will be more balanced. And like I and I you know it seems like the every the people love Love. Mm-hmm. The, the, his teammates. I mean, you know, they, they worked out in the off. They had a little workout that he invited the guys down. It's just, I'm, I'm to answer the original question. I'm very excited to see what this team looks like and, and, and how they play. And there'll be mistakes. There'll, there'll be some mistakes early on because of the youth at both quarterback and, and receiver. And, um, you know, I'm sure that there'll be some plays where love throws the ball and, you know, Nobody's there, or, or it's gets an outbreaker, and or the receiver runs an inbreaker. Right, yeah. you know, because he's going to throw it where he thinks Dot is, is going to be, or where he thinks Reed is going to be, and they run the wrong route. Probably not, not, not Dobbs because he's a pretty good route runner. But you know, maybe or, or the tight end, maybe the tight end. He's he's looking here, you know, and he's not there. Do you think that you're, like? Do you think your sentiments about that are motivated at all by just? being exhausted of what we've seen the last couple of years with some of the older players and obviously Rogers and all the, all the drama that comes with it. And now it's like, that's gone. And these are young players, or is it more about just you've, you've tempered expectations and you're like, it's, it's more exciting to be looking forward to these players, knowing that I don't expect this team to go out and have to win or, or to win 13 games. Yeah. A little bit of both, I think. But again, I think this, and I, you know, I'm, I might be looking really bad, by the end of the year, but I'm I'm telling you, I think this team is a lot better than a lot of people think they are. I I I, I do a show up. It's a, a t- like a TV thing up in Washington every every week, once a week. It's it's like a it's a, it's a gambling show. It's called By the Book, and um, you know I I go so like we, we were looking at the over unders. I said I I the Packers number seven and a half wins, and I said you know I know I'm a Packer guy and just that other thing, but I love seven and a half, I love him seven and a half. I said I think that's a definite over. And I, for all, you know, I said, you know, this team, I said, love's going to be better than people think they have a good running game. They got a good offensive line. These receivers, yes, they're young, but there's some talent here, mm-hmm. you know, both at receiver and tight. I think Musgrave's going to be very, and Kraft's not, not going to be bad either. I don't think. And DeGuar is still around. And it seems like him and love had a little bit of a, the, the games they did play together. 
Well, Deguara got invited to this this vacation, yes. this big this big controversial <laughs> trip. I say that tongue in cheek that Jordan Love and some of his teammates were on this this past Memorial Day weekend, um, which I am a huge fan of. By the way, I think yes. that's great. And you know, again, the, the the defense has to step up, which you know we thought that was the thing last year, and the defense didn't didn't step up until halfway through the year. But no, I I I think, and their schedule is not that daunting. No. It really is. It's not that um, bad. And that's been the, the defense having to step up has been the story for a couple of years. I will say, I think, I think Joe Barry, it's make or break for him, whether or not, whether yes. or not the offense carries their portion of the, of the load. It's Joe Barry's get, get it done or get out. Yes. No, he, the defense has to be good. And he has to know that too. I mean, there's yes. no reason, there's no reason on a team that's made so many changes like this to, to keep rolling with them. Like Matt LaFleur, for whatever reason, has decided to to stick with him. Okay, all right, that's fine. And maybe his players really like him, and they do play hard for him. And they just got some you know some tough luck last year with injuries. Eric Stokes was out for extended period of time. We all know Rashad Gary missed a bunch of time too. So okay, I guess we could you know we can give him a little bit of that. But that's that's going to have to change this year. Well, but, what has to change too is not just Barry. Is I mean the defensive players have to play better. I mean they they, they had a lot of they had some games where they missed a ton of tackles mm-hmm. that's not that's not coaching that's player you got to make you know he didn't coach them to miss tackles he you know they were in the right place they just didn't make the they didn't they didn't make the tackle or right they, you know they got blocked off the ball whatever but no I, I i really think again i'm not predicting a super bowl by any means but i think i i, I strongly believe this team can can make the playoffs in the nfc could you I imagine really if, could you imagine if they somehow end up in a conference championship game like holy cow I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm not predicting that, but it wouldn't. The, I mean, if I look at the NFC, yeah, the Eagle on paper, the Eagles are still the best team. Yeah, but there's that Super Bowl loser thing, and it's real. I don't, look it up. <laughs> Super Bowl, the Super Bowl loser doesn't go in the NFC. Uh, at the last NFC team who lost the Super Bowl and went back the next year was the Minnesota Vikings, 74-75. It's 50, almost 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now that is ironically hilarious <laughs> that they they made it back to a Super Bowl only to lose again. That is again, the, that yeah. is the that is the most wonderful well, part of that story. NFC team to lose a Super Bowl, go back and win it the next year. What are, what the Dallas Cowboys in seventy one? They lost to the Colts in Super Bowl five, then beat the Dolphins in Super Bowl six. That's over fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying again. Eagles on paper are the best team in the NFC. Yes. But they and but they've gone over a lot of. They have two new coordinators. Um, they lost some. They they lost five starters on on defense. Now they 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 replenish. They they think they you know they have some draft picks. They think are going to come in, but the five starters on defense are gone. And they lost their their running back Miles Sanders. Now they 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 got Rashad Penny and they got the um, DeAndre Swift, two guys that have had a problem staying healthy. You know, so you got the Eagles. I I I think I think Dallas has a good team. But the Packers, you know, they, they beat Dallas last year. I mean, Dallas, Dallas doesn't scare me. If the Packers if the Packers made the playoffs and had to play Dallas, I wouldn't be like, oh, God, we're not going to, you know, Dak doesn't play well in the playoffs so far. And then you got San Francisco, who everyone's raving about. Oh, they're, well, they don't know who their quarterback is. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, do we know if, if Mr. Irrelevant is going to be relevant this year? Yeah, no. no. Trey Lance, he can't play. I mean, he's even going to play. He's still recovering from that surgery. I know the right. Diners are and, pumped about it, but it's like and Trey Lance isn't any good. I'll tell you that right now. I'm going to. I'm on the record. Trey Lance is not going to be any good. If, if that, he that was, was if he pitch. if he was, we wouldn't be hearing anything about Brock Purdy exactly. right now. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, Sam Darnold. 
So I think the greater point is that the Packers, the level of competition they might have to climb if they do overachieve is not, it's not out no. of the realm of, of possibilities that they could God, really surprise. The AFC. I'm not, I'm no. not this conversation. Very, yeah. And that's where they're not as good as the bills or the chiefs or the Bengals or maybe the Dol- yeah. maybe even the dolphins or maybe Jaguars. The, you're still going like, yeah, the chargers, yeah, everybody. I mean, the, yes. The Ravens, the chargers, the, the AFC is, and I don't know how that happened, but it did. Quarterbacks but, and they're just they're just really good. I mean, they they have yeah, they have, just the way it happened that the AFC got all the good young quarterbacks. And now there's one good old quarterback that's there. We'll see how he does against that level of competition over there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, we'll see. He did go to. I mean, he's got Josh Allen, but he did go to a division where at least he's he's the the second best, if not the best, QB in the division. No, he's second because with my, yeah, with my with Miami and and New England, they're they're behind. So then it's just Josh yeah, Allen but, in in Buffalo. But I I do think. I mean, I I, I guess this was a, a shorter conversation than 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 because we're both on the same page. It's it's exciting. It's a breath of fresh air, and the Packers need it. And I'm going to be very much refreshing doing the whole refresh Twitter during training camp. I want to know how these young guys are going to look because now it's not yeah. even a matter of like, oh, the young guys are playing because they're giving the, the vets rest. Like, no, these are the guys that are going to play like and line up week one and they're going to play meaningful snaps. Jaden Reed is going to play meaningful snaps at wide receiver. Sure. And then we'll be looking at Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs is an interesting X factor to me. I, you know, if, if he, if he struggles in his second year here, then that's you know it's it'll be interesting to see what they do at, at receiver and then we'll also have to see how good Wicks does because he was a mid round pick you know you can't expect him he's not like he was the first receiver yeah. to take it off the board so I don't know how well he's going to do but it's it's going to be there's there's just so much fun things to watch for how do the how do those young tight ends come out and right. perform Musgrave. and that's and, the guy I'm looking for is Musgrave, Musgrave. I, I I liked him uh, I was excited when they picked him uh, I just think he's going to be He's got a lot of athletic ability, and I think he'll he'll be. Packers haven't haven't had a tight end tight end like him since Jermichael Finley. Just hang on to the ball. Yeah, well, run the right route up. and hang on to the ball. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's all we can ask for in Green Bay. But I mean, it's just now. Here's the interesting thing, Mark. It's June first, so that means I do this every year where I kind of do my stupid dad joke, tongue in cheek. But it is June. It's June first, so next month training camp opens. Yeah, <laughs> it's at the end of the month. That's all right. Yeah, but it right, is. Yeah. I mean, we're we're there. I mean, it it just the the sting of that Lions game. And remember, when we were talking about how the Packers going to win. They're going to win these first four games, only to lose the fifth one at home to the Lions. Well, they sure did. Mm-hmm. Like they, they went did. through all that trouble. It's kind of like kind of like what Boston did, did, what the Celtics yeah. just did, in fighting back from down 0-3, only to only to get smoked in Game Seven by the Heat. And again, I don't want to. I I don't want to go back, but we, we can end the show the same way we we started it with who played bad in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the quarterback. The quarterback. Well, it wasn't well, just one guy, but well, you know what though, the guy making all the money, and this has to be the guy that comes up big, and he didn't come up big. And he did not come up big. And here's the here's the other thing too, and this is a whole other conversation. We can break this down at some point on another show. Out of all the playoff games, now in 2010 he had a great run. He played a phenomenal game in Atlanta, and he had a uh, a, a very good game in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. But in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has very few all-world performances for the number of playoff games that he's been in. He's had some good ones, but he's. Had, you're right. Well, even this, you know, he was good in the Super Bowl. He was good, he, and he got MVP. But if you remember that Super Bowl, right? So they're up. What was it? They were up by what two? And they drove them down, and a touchdown puts the game away. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get a touchdown. Right. They got a field goal. Field goal. And that so the Steelers still had a chance. Mm-hmm. And the defense came up big. 
that 2010 defense was underrated. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, they were really good. And they were playing at the end of the game with uh, half of a Sam Shields who, who was out there like just no Woodson. pure. Yeah, no Woodson. Yeah, no Woodson. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. He was good in that. He was good in both Cardinals. They both they lost them both, but he was pretty good. Wasn't, I'm not going to blame him for either one of those Cardinal losses. Well, one of them the shouldn't playoffs. have been a loss because it was a you, you missed Greg Jennings wide open, and then you got face masks. They didn't call it. Right. 20, well, 2015. 20, listen, let's be honest. 2015. They they beat the Cardinals. The Packers fans better be partying in the streets because they were going to get they were going to get killed by Carolina the following week. I don't think they would have beat Carolina. Probably not. And then they definitely would not have beat Denver in a Super Bowl if they did. Gotten gotten through yeah. to that to that that Denver team was not losing. He, you know, uh, again. So let's just end it with that. So Jordan Love era, and we're both excited. Yeah, it just you know, again, I just I'm I'm sure we haven't heard the last of this whole thing because it just is what it is. The news cycle is going to center around Aaron Rodgers and the comparisons to his time in Green Bay and all this other other kind of stuff. But you know, I just someone I keep getting asked like, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers? My friends and everyone like, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers being in New York? And I'm like, I could not be happier for that situation I could not be happier for that to be the case like that's just that's just my take I can appreciate the hell out of what he did and respect him as a player and and not like I don't hate Aaron Rodgers I don't have this but I don't care I don't I don't care what he does in New York I don't need him to go over there and ball out or not ball out I don't well the draft pick I get that yes we you know it would it would be nice if the if the Jets don't finish too great because then the Packers end up getting a, a better draft pick and honestly that is the result that I hope for, but that doesn't mean that I'm saying I want Aaron Rodgers to go out and fail because I have some vendetta against him. He's just not a Packer anymore. I don't care. Right. He's not on the team that I support. Right. And he's, so I'm to gonna... me now he's no different than Jamal Williams, you know, right. Right. who I like, you know, but he's he's a New Orleans Saint now. He's you know? he's yeah he's he's a New Orleans Saint. And here's the thing: when Rodgers does come back to Green Bay, that the place will be full. Now it might be full of of. 75,000 Aaron Rodgers fans where it's like, I'm sure there's a bunch of those that can pack the stadium and then a bunch of other Packers fans won't be there. But so it'll seem like, oh, Packers Nation's welcoming Aaron Rodgers back. It's like, well, it's probably mostly Aaron Rodgers fans that are there because who else is going to go there to celebrate him when he walks through the into the bowl like Favre did. But he's going to be welcome back to Green Bay. He's going to have his number up there barring anything sure. outlandish and stupid happening. Right. So it's, let's, you know, let's just, let's just chill. A little bit on on the whole thing right now, but you know, gave us something to talk about, so that was good. So, are you going to? Uh, now, I'm, I say this tongue in cheek. I know you're not going to, but uh, I was going to say, are you going to write about this over Packer report? What's so? What's up there now, and what's no, coming up? So I'm sure somebody else will. They, they, Zach or one of those guys will take care of that. Right now, I, I have a story up on um, from my quarterbacks on who's going to be QB two for the Packers. We know Love's the starter now, but who's going to be be his backup? Is it going to be Cliff, um, Clifford, Sean Clifford, or Danny Etling, or do they go out and bring in a veteran? That is that's interesting. Up, that's up there now, and that'll be. And I have another story coming. But it'll go up tomorrow morning. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be, but it'll be defensive oriented. Got it. Excellent. Well, unless anything outlandish happens, quick slants will be on on hiatus again for a little bit, little bit longer. Think after the all after the baseball all star break. That that might be when I start to come back and start talking about okay. getting ready for the season and previewing stuff. And you know, unless something else big happens but that'll wrap it up thanks everybody for riding along with this edition of the pack a day podcast hope everyone's having a great week winding it down getting ready for another great weekend take care of yourself wherever you are and as always go pack go
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.